spiritual states, letters and numbers. Hello, and thanks for joining us on our show. Hello, Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello, hello. Our topic for today, letters and numbers. As known in Kabbalah, there's the numerical value of letters, and what is a letter? The Hebrew alphabet, it is altogether a spiritual it's a spiritual component or it's meant in order to express spiritual states. These letters, it's not that they were invented, but they were extracted from the research of Kabbalists, from the research of the nature of the spiritual world. So the question is, what is a letter and what is a number? And what's the relation between them? There are no numbers. There are letters that symbolize the movement from the upper to the lower, from the Creator to the created beings, to the measure that the created beings can grasp, perceive the influence of the Creator over them. And that's why a letter is called ot, also meaning sign. In Hebrew, meaning it symbolizes that a person starts perceiving the relation of the upper force toward him. How does he start perceiving it? By wanting to perceive it, by wanting to perceive the Creator or the upper force, doesn't matter how you put it, to the measure of their equivalence of form, meaning that when a person reveals himself, and the desire to bestow, to give, to fulfill the Creator, and to the measure to which he can express it, to that extent he starts perceiving that to begin with, that's how the Creator is disposed toward him too. And here appears the connection between the Creator and created being, meaning the connection between the Creator and the created being, and the created being and the Creator. The relationship between them, this mutual motion toward one another leads to mutual fulfillment where man elevates his desire to the Creator and the Creator fulfills that desire with His presence, light. Man's desire for the Creator is usually symbolized as a black dot or line or surrounding on the white background of the upper light. And here appears mutual influence of one over the other, man on the Creator and the Creator on the created being, on man, and to the measure to which they can complete each other, man with his desire, to feel the Creator and the Creator with his sensation over the person 
And so appear these mutual qualities between man and the Creator. And these qualities, there are all in all 22 of them. They're called the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And there are additional five letters, not capital letters like in other alphabets, but ending letters. Those that come at the end of a word. They're so-called in Hebrew, manzepach. It's an abbreviation. So that's, um, I think, that's more or less it. There are no apostrophes, no dots, no nothing besides these two, 22 letters that represent the cascading of the upper light into the desire of man. Can you tell about how these letters are divided? I mean, as known, there are 11, or how is it divided exactly? Well, I don't know. Should it be done? Because it's no longer letters, but it's sounds, the way they're expressed, the way we express them. There is zashrat, gichik, those that are expressed through the lips, teeth, cheeks, tongue, five groups of sounds. Once you said that there are no vowels in Hebrew. Yeah, in Hebrew, of course, there are no vowels. They're all expressed and additional sub or over um, different points that come above or beneath the letter. Points, lines. You said that there's a point and there's a line. The letter itself, how is it? Yeah, there is the dot, line, and surrounding. Dot is that black dot on the white background which is as if the beginning of creation when an egoistic desire appears on the white background of the upper light, on the background of the influence of the Creator, the bestowal of the Creator, then that dot can expand in any direction of the four directions, we're talking about expansion on the plane, and then that dot can also express the surrounding. Well, in general, it's something that we can talk about endlessly because the movement of the black dot on the white background symbolizes the entire spectrum of relations between the Creator and the created being, and from the created being to the Creator. There's the lower part of Bina, which are the nine letters, and then Zaranpin is nine, and Malchut is four. So nine, nine, and four, 22 in general. That's because nine and nine is the influence of the upper light on the Malchut. That's why it's nine and the Malchut is the tenth. So nine 
Sfirot, nine of them are the influence of the light, if there are ten Sfirot. And the Malchut is four because it lacks the upper part and is, and it exists only from the lower half of the Zarampin. But it's all, I don't know how to express these things, how, you know, will it be clear. So mainly what I understand is that it is the the relation of the Creator to the created beings as the Kabbalists described it. That's how they felt the light. Absolutely. And on the way, if you have the dot, if you have the line, a certain form of the letter, it's how I perceive the influence of the Creator on me, on my clean. Yeah. So there is the upper light that works on me. I feel it in some way. Well, you know, these are all things that need to be clarified. What is that upper light that I feel? It is the light of bestowal, of love, of connection with the Creator. I feel it. I feel it, I perceive, grasp it, make something out of it. Uh, these are all things that we need to study. Well, I feel the influence of the Creator over me, and in order to pass it on to someone else, I can draw some letter or a few letters will already be a word. But in general, what's the difference between letter and word? Well, a letter is just one quality. A word is the sequence of qualities that flow from one to the other and therefore express an attitude relation. And all this was invented by people that felt the influence of the Creator over themselves, on themselves, and therefore wrote it the way that they did. No one invented anything. And that was like the primary language, or before that there were languages too? No, there wasn't. Uh, Why should there be another language besides this one? Because it expresses what man feels from the influence of the Creator. The only thing that differentiates man from the the Creator is his desire, egoistic desire to receive. And if a person wants to receive the influence of the Creator, he needs to become like the Creator, and therefore he needs to work on himself. In that case, he can reveal the influence of the Creator over him and to write it down in an emotional way from above, down, from right to left, or from left to write, etc. So a person starts writing down his relationship with the Creator. Why, why is Hebrew written from right to left? Because the right side is the side of wholeness and perfection, and the left side is imperfection. We even say that in our vocabulary, in our that always the right side that you're right for example and that the left is something flawed so to speak so everything's written from the right to the left because everything comes from the creator so it's an expression these are all expressions of the relationship with the creator that's the only thing that language expresses and what about numbers there are no numbers at all 
there is uh, you write numbers down in the form of letters. 11, for example, in the Hebrew alphabet, it's Yud, Aleph. The letter is Yud and Aleph. Everything is depicted from 1 to 10. And to that you add new letters that express you have tens, hundreds, thousands, etc. Meaning those letters express numbers and express letters. So in, in Hebrew you say yud instead of ten, for example. Yeah, no numbers. And everything that has to do with gematria. What about that? What is it? Gematria is the numerical value of words that express its inner spiritual force, not of the word itself, but of that which stands behind it. In the written word, there's nothing but in what stands behind it. And therefore, that too is expressed in the numerical value of the word. So, for example, uh, creator in Hebrew, Elohim, uh, in Gematria equals 86. That means what? Well, it doesn't mean anything. It means something to those that understand what it means. But what, it explains some kind of force? Yeah, that the force that exists in that word, it, its meaning is 86. So if I tell some Kabbalist, it's clear to him what kind of connection to the Creator I'm talking about. Uh, of course. So actually, there are no secrets. Of course not. In general, there are no secrets in the world. Everything comes down just to... Just that we need to know what's behind these numbers. That's it. Or letters. Is there a lucky number in Kabbalah? A lucky number, any number. Ah, there's no difference? Well, you know, some say seven, ten. No, no, no. Three, five, whatever, no. You don't have a favorite number either? In childhood, I had some numbers that I liked. But later on, no. I remember seven. I liked it. There are no favorite, or everything could be good, everything could be bad, depending on the person, how he realizes, implements all these numbers, these rules. So you write in your blog that the upper sphera of Bina, that there are no letters above the sphera of Bina. So how do you express the relationship with the Creator if you want to express it to someone else? There are different systems of communicate of relationships of communication. That's what I can say. In the book of Zohar, one of the most interesting articles is called "The Letters of Rabbi Amnon Saba." What is it about? Should we read it? Well, to read it in any case is worthwhile doing. 
And what's even better is to work on yourself in order to reach that degree. Why is the world created from the first letter Bet, which is the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet? In the Torah, it says that the world was created from the letter Bet, because it's the word Bereshit, Genesis. Is it a special letter? It is a special letter, but not because that's how it is. Even though there there is a hidden meaning in it as to how it's written, but it's because our world is the second world, Bet is two, and a person needs to depict to himself that he is a created being, and he needs to ascend to the Creator. In short, these are the simple matters that we can say about. But inside, there are many hidden symbols, forces. What's the difference between written language and, you know, the language that, you know, ordinary speaking language? The thing is that in speaking language, as opposed to written language, oral language, you can convey much more. On the other hand, in the written language, you can convey more than the oral language, because the written language is not you know, the language that we use today. There are many additional different meanings back then or in the past. And it was used by people for a long period of time until it was all erased and forgotten. And Yuda Ashlag, Balasulam, our great teacher, he talks about it a bit. So you can convey more in written language or more precise information. These are different methods of conveying. But actually, in our time, everything is conveyed through written language. Once you didn't have that. Once written language was used very little, it was made orally. But orally, and it's something that people remembered, meaning that if I study something given to me by my teacher, I remember it word by word, what he said. I remember it, I memorize it by heart. And gradually these words are acknowledged by me, and that way I understand what I have received from him. So actually, because it's possible to convey much more orally, not only because of that, but because no one wrote anything. You couldn't just write something. Therefore, there's the oral Torah and the written Torah. And the oral one is much deeper, higher. It talks of the connection with the Creator. And the written one is only that which we can write down, symbolize that which we can understand and attain today. A Kabbalist can read those texts and see there are different words that aren't even written there. Yeah, 
There is something like that too. Because, like you said, that the oral is much broader, and therefore a Kabbalist can see besides the written words themselves additional information, yeah, between the words, that they wanted to convey orally but couldn't, those that wanted to, yeah. Okay, so to see that I correctly understand, letters are forms of interaction between two opposite forces of reception and bestow. Yeah. And to the measure to which I can balance out my ego with the light, the quality of bestow that works on me and to convey it to others, then that will be a letter, a word, expression. Yeah, that will already be an expression, the relationship between two partners of that spiritual conversation. Relationship. Okay, I think that's it. So the only thing left to do is to feel it all. And that's all ahead of you. Thank you very much. All the best.